It's your daily dose with Bob and Nick. I'm Bob. I have a confession to make. As much as I love and admire caregivers, people who care for very ill family members and friends, I really don't want to become one. I know several caregivers and I've witnessed and heard enough to know that it's a super tough role to play, the total care and well-being of another human being. Listen in as Nick and I talk about this sacred and growing role in our society and explore if there's a way to prepare ourselves to care for the people we love or to be cared for by the people we love. Enjoy. How do you feel about eventually being a caregiver? Like not necessarily, the obvious ones are going to be your parents, your spouse, that sort of thing, but it could be something else in the future. How do you like, how do you get over that? just general anxiety that that might be coming up. <laughs> I don't know. Cause I have it. I have that. Anxiety. Yeah, I, I do too. But I'm also in a world where I'm seeing it in a disproportionate volume and intensity yeah. right? because my wife is, is an advanced practice registered nurse focused on Alzheimer's and dementia right now. So I hear all her stories. My clients are very focused in the worlds of the seniors who need the most help. So it's like, it's like if you're a cancer doctor, you're going to see cancer everywhere. Right. I think, the proportion of people who end up being caregivers is growing and we have to be aware of it. And I also think the support systems with organizations like the Alzheimer's and Dementia Resource Mm -hmm. Center, they're really helping folks to figure it out. And people who have been there before, like I have an amazing caregiver named Lisa Warren, who's a friend of mine before her husband uh, got dementia. Uh, But she is out there as an advocate, a champion, teaching people what she's learning as she's learning it with incredible courage. And I feel like stuff like that makes it less daunting, but I'll be honest with you, I'm still, I'm I'm afraid of having to care for the people that I love uh, in that level of intensity because it is, it is so intense. It takes so much energy. Yeah. And it's, I think there's something to, you know, talking about Alzheimer's and dementia and losing your memories. There's something to recording all that and being able to talk about that. Like I think about even when I'm hanging out with my friends, many times we're often making new memories, but at the same time, we're going to talk about all the old idiot things that we got up to. Yeah. So when it comes to talking with your parents or talking with, uh, you know, a spouse, it's going to be about looking at pictures and remembering things and trying to interpret things in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's part of it too, that I, I, I'm not much for being a pack rat. I don't keep a lot of stuff, but I'm wondering if I need to take more pictures and do more things. So we have more things to talk about. I love that, that concept. It's funny that you mentioned that because we're bringing tubs of memorabilia and stuff out of our kids past when yeah. they were little from the attic and going through them. And they are, killing me i mean there's so many so many memories of the ideas that they had because we have old school assignments and stuff and uh and it is there is something to that that the nostalgia especially with folks who suffer from memory loss they very often they can remember 1940 but they can't remember what they had for breakfast yesterday right right? so i i think that's interesting here's the thing i've heard there are some people who go to such an extent to please their family members they're caring for that they do like kind of silly things, but silly things that are sweet. I don't know if I, maybe I told you the story of uh, the woman um, that my wife had worked with whose mother had uh, severe dementia and, but she loved to shop. And so her mother would take her to Goodwill and they go shopping and have the greatest shopping spree. Mom would buy anything that she wanted. They'd spend the afternoon together and they'd get all this stuff and they bring it home. And the next day the daughter would bring all the stuff back and donate it back to Goodwill. (laughs) 
right? That's it's amazing. like, but it was it, it was one of those perfect illustrations of how it's not about the destination; it's about the journey. It's about yeah. the shopping itself was the experience. Yeah, and she created an experience, even though she knew she was going to bring this stuff back. What she was doing was creating that experience for her mother to enjoy. You know, and it's just uh, it's amazing to me what people will do in order to make sure that the quality of life of their loved one stays uh, as long as it can. You know, that's something. Hey, it's Nick. Thanks for listening. I don't know that there's a way we can fully prepare for a role as a caregiver. Some people naturally wired that way. For others, like myself, it'll probably take some training and a transitional period. I'll need a lot more patience, and I'm glad I have a pretty established sense of humor that I will be relying on quite a bit. I'm also getting better at taking pictures and capturing some of the moments we'll need to look back at. And this is advice I need to take myself. Get those photos organized. And while you're at it, record a podcast or two with your loved ones. Have a great day.